The views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily represent those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. For more information on this or other KUCI programs, visit KUCI.org or KUCITalk.org. This is Heather McCoy's A face in the crowd. Whose face? I could be yours. Only on 88.9 FM Irvin. Irvine. I'm Heather McCoy and I'm reporting to you from Anaheim Stadium at an event called Harvest Crusade. And for those of you that don't know, Orange County has kind of a secret, not so secret, uh, evangelical undertones to it. Um, the Crystal Cathedral was born here. Trinity Broadcasting has been born here. Calvary Chapel has been born here, and now Rick Warren's Church Saddleback has been born here. And Harvest Crusade is where evangelicals harvest new souls for God so they can be saved. So it's a little bit of the Bible Belt right here in Southern California. And so today I just go around talking to random people who are attending Saturday's event. So I'm under the big angel hat, and I'm sitting here talking with... Elizabeth. Elizabeth, I now you're sitting alone. Are, are you meeting somebody later, or...? Um, actually, I'm on the prayer team, and we don't go in until 5.15. The prayer team, what does that do? The prayer team is on, in constant prayer, okay. you know, never ceasing, never, you know, praying for everybody that's on the field, praying for Pastor Greg, just praying for all the workers, for all the people. It's just constant praying, 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 and worshiping. So where would you be physically located in the ballpark? Um, actually, I think we would be in the, um, where they do the, oh, what is it? Like the announcements, or they have meetings in there. It's like up on way up on the top. Oh, is it? It's, in not, actually, it's not actually in the field. So are you are you in the press box then? Yes. Oh, wow, that would be a cool place to be. Yes, it is. But you can't see everything. You can hear it. You know, you can hear some of what's going on. But it's it's just praying and worshiping the Lord and just you know. The entire event. Yes, the entire event. Are you kind of like a counselor where if somebody finds Jesus here, you can talk to you? Or? No, um, actually, it's just, it's just praying. I mean, you, all you have are uh, several people, and we're praying, and we're worshiping. Okay. So, so we're kind of sequestered so that, that we can't uh, see anybody and no, no one can see us. Oh, wow. We need no di- there are no distractions. Yeah. You've got Is distraction w- during prayer something bad? Not that it, it's not bad. It's just that you are praying to the Lord and you're just, you know, asking him for, you know, to um, bless everyone, to open their ears and open their eyes so they can hear the message that he has uh, through Pastor Greg. Are you a member of Pastor Greg's church? Yes, I am. Uh, Harvest. Oh, okay. Is that how you got the job as a prayer? Um, no, actually, uh, like they do every year is they ask for volunteers and uh, like there's ushers, there's um, the council, uh, the council, the um, follow-up disciples, there's people doing security, there's people doing a lot of stuff. So it's just, it's just doing where the Lord leads you. And how many times have you been doing this? Um, prayer team, this is my second year, but I've been an usher and I've been um, on the disciple team. Second year is a newbie, so how did yeah, you get, <laughs> so how did you get started doing this? It's just where he led me. 
from where? Like, in in the in the in the time continuum, like was five years ago, you weren't going to church, and then you went to church, or how does this how does this work? It's just um, wherever he leads you. Um, for the year where he wants you to be, where he feels you are going to be the most used. See, I can, you know, if, I de- if he leads me to be an usher, then like today, if I decided I wanted to be an usher to help people see, to, you know, make sure everything there's quiet and things like that, I could do that. If I wanted to help at the resource, resource table, I could help there. So it's wherever the Lord wants you to go. And, and how do you get this communication? By prayer, by just lifting it up to him and praying. But does he talk back, or is it like intuition, or what is it exactly? Oh, it's, it's not intuition. It's just knowing his word and knowing what he feels or where his heart, he puts your heart. Well, congratulations on doing a prayer partner, and uh, have a good event tonight. Thank you. That's what we're praying for. <laughs> okay, now I am directly underneath the big hat, and uh, it's shady here, so is that why you're standing here? Yes. <laughs> and then it gets your names. What were they? Sarah, Maddie. Sarah and Maddie? Okay. And so what brings you to Harvest Crusade today? Um, Is this Jars of Clay night? What? I, I saw that Jars of Clay was scheduled to play, and so I didn't know if this was Jars of Clay oh, night. No, I just came because I'm ready to worship the Lord. Oh, okay. And how long have you been doing that? Um, Like two years now. And what got you involved with it? Um, I don't know. I don't know. You have no idea why you're here? No. <laughs> no. Wow. How about you, Maddie? Um, <laughs> um, I'm here with her. Oh, so you had the conversation where, like, you're not saved and I need to come? Oh, yeah, I am saved. I, was... I know you are, but you're, are you? Yeah. Okay, so I, th- see, that's the weirdest thing about Harvest Crusade is how do you approach the topic of, a non-safe friend and going, you need to go to this. I mean, how do you pick them and how do you, how do you approach that conversation? It would just seem really awkward. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Have you ever done it? No. That's the point of the event. Oh my goodness. No. Have you ever done it, Maddie? Um, I forgot what you asked. Oh, I asked if you ever invited somebody who wasn't saved to Harvest Crusade. Him. Oh, who's him? Oh, oh, the guy with the tats? Oh, you invited him. Okay, so you did do your job then. Yeah. Oh. They invited you? So this is just getting confusing at this point. <laughs> wow. Well, enjoy your time tonight, and uh, are you going to be here? When does this end? It ends at 9. Oh, 7 to 9 is not bad. It's shorter than a ball game. I don't know what to say. You don't know what to say. Okay, well, it's nice to talk to you guys. So we're sitting here with another uh, Harvest Crusade attendee, and your name is? Kayla. And so what brings you here out tonight? Um, Well, I've been going for all my life, so uh, just the normal. Do you remember a year that you didn't go on in your life? No, not not really. A family vacation didn't come up at any particular time? No, not at all. Um, It's just been something that my family does every year. Have you ever thought about, like, the logistical phrase, like, Harvest Crusade? Like, you're kind of crusading and you're harvesting souls for Jesus. It kind of makes it sound like a cannibalism kind of thing. Is that, Or do you not think so? No, not at all. It's uh, not even close to that. What does it mean to you, then? 
Um, Harvest Crusade is a, a time when uh, we can come together as one and just uh, be able to spend time with each other and uh, I guess as a social way get to know each other better. And so did you bring anybody that wasn't saved today? No, I did not. Usually, how many people actually bring somebody who isn't saved? Um, there are many people that I know ha that bring people each year that aren't saved. And, um, you know, people make their own decisions. Some people do uh, uh, convert to Christianity or become Christians and accept Christ into their life. And some people don't. So it's a personal choice. Well, yeah, it's a lot of it. You have to find something in your own time. Yeah. And you kind of have to come through it through your own conclusions. You really can't be forced into something you don't want to do, obviously. Exactly. It's like I said, it's everybody's own choice. And um, whatever choice that they make, you have to respect that choice. But uh, it's ultimately the own person's choice. So so um, you're a young person. I, I would imagine you're still a teenager. Yes. Are you in public school or are you in private school? Or are you, are you uh, like home tutored or? Um, I'm affiliated with a charter school, so. Okay. And a charter school is like a, it's a Christian school eventually, right? Um, no, actually. It's, it's a public charter. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, I guess the other question I have would be is like, even when you did bring somebody that wasn't saved, to me that would be one of the most awkward conversations to have. It's like, if you're a friend and you're like, so you tell it to somebody, it's like, it's like, what about my, you know, it would be, you would think the friend would get super defensive. Like, why are you picking on me? Why do you think I need to do this? No, not at all. Because it's not, it's not even about that. In my opinion, if I were to invite somebody, I would just be friendly and be like, hey, so um, my church is having this thing where it's a bunch of cool bands and you get a chance to hear a message. And it's nothing personal, honestly. I mean, you're just thoughtful to think of that person. But it's kind of thoughtful. To me, though, it's like you're kind of thoughtful from your own perspective. I have a Christian friend who had some difficulties in her life, and she was asked by a Mormon to go to the Mormon church, and she was deeply offended. You see how that possibly could be a little bit offensive? Um, it's not offensive. Um, it all depends on the person uh, personally and their emotions, if they're easily offended or not. So it's, it's kind of a hit or miss thing. Okay. So what are you looking forward to seeing tonight? Um, honestly, I'm just looking forward to the message because uh, Pastor Greg does something different. He says something different every time. So I was wondering, like, doing it every year since 1990 and, you know, repeat visits from the same people that come, it's got to be different each time. Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, there's some times where I hear that he uh, repeats something, but other than that, it's usually different. Well, thank you for your time and have a great afternoon. So I'm here with another person for Harvest Crusade, and your name is? Joan Okada. And nice to meet you. And uh, so you're going to the event tonight? No, I'm not going to the crusade tonight, but I'm passing out information on pro-life. So, like, I've talked to several people that have been, this is like, they can't even remember when they didn't go to a Harvest Crusade, uh, and they change it up every year. What makes you not want to actually step inside tonight? I'm not quite a sure I understand that. In other words, they've had an abortion and... No, 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 I'm not talking about abortion. I'm talking about Harvest Crusade. Yeah, w w what exactly, um, why aren't you attending tonight? I've talked to several people that have attended several and... Well, the Harvest Crusade is basically for bringing people to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And I already know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And it's a good idea to bring people that don't know the Lord to the Harvest Crusade, 
and that's what a lot of the people are here for, or some of them are here just to pray for salvations, that people come to know the Lord. I've talked to a lot of people that are here just for the event. They've seen it several times, and they want to see it several more times. It's wonderful because there's a lot of praise and worship and getting into the presence of God. Yeah, and so about your abortion literature, um, so what about abortion don't you like? It's killing of an unborn baby that has life. And I believe that life is precious at any moment from the time it's conceived until the time we die. And so... um, so theoretically, if a mom is terminally ill and her baby's going to go with her, and if the baby doesn't get aborted, you would still not support abortion? Yes, I would not. I would support not having an abortion, to trusting God. Do you know, like, of the industrialized countries that have abortion, like, the only ones that really don't at this point are, like, Saudi Arabia. That it's, Saudi Arabia is a country where a woman driving is an outrage. A woman driving what? A woman driving in Saudi Arabia is an outrage. Like, there's a YouTube video posted of a woman driving in Saudi Arabia, and it's caused riots. And they're the, and so they don't allow abortion. The countries that don't allow abortion are some of the biggest freak shows on the planet. Does that concern you at all? Well, I think God blesses us when we do honor Him, and honor life, in any circumstance. So, do you just pass out literature, or what else are you involved with? I'm involved in praying at an abortion clinic and handing out information to uh, women who are open to being uh, not having an abortion. So there's been a lot of high-profile attacks on abortion doctors. Like in the one that comes to mind is George Schiller. Is that justified in your mind? No, it's not. That's still killing a person. Well, that's good to hear. That that makes me feel a lot better. What is the line exactly between like? between what's what's protesting in in peace and then what's what's crossing the line? Killing somebody. Okay. So um, I don't... I wouldn't kill somebody in this crowd here, and I wouldn't want them to kill their baby inside of them either. Well, that's actually a nice position. Um, So do you find any troublesome about, like, um, how states like Wyoming have basically under states' rights, almost made abortion elite hard to get, if not illegal, because it's just not possible. But then, like, the states' rights argument doesn't apply when people want to grow marijuana in California. Do you find that a little bit inconsistent? Well, I believe that the Constitution, the people who signed our Constitution, signed it for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So I believe that life is one of these reasons why they signed it. They were for life. What does the pursuit of happiness mean for you? Uh, just being able to uh, have your own your own home and not have somebody come in and confiscate it from you. So that would include like the banks that kind of played a Russian roulette with our mortgages? Correct. Well that's cool. I believe that we are usurping the Constitution when we take away our Uh, The government doesn't have a right, especially the uh, president and the um, Congress and the Supreme Court. They only have certain rights in there to protect us, but not to take our money and give it to somebody else. How are they doing that? By giving it to Planned Parenthood, by giving it even to welfare. That should be the 
people's right to give who they want to give it to. Can I, I'll be honest with you, I'm a pacifist politically, and I don't approve the military getting any money at all, really. And so I have qualms like that, but then we need to function as a, as a governing body. How do you settle those differences? Well, I think that we do need the military to protect our rights. Can, can I ask you a blatant question? Do you think, when was the last war that protected our rights? Well, also a war has to be declared by the Congress and not the president. And I think World War II was the last time it was declared by the Congress. I think you're right. And I would say that that was the last war that really defended our rights. Right. You got it. So Korea with the so you would be against Korea, Vietnam, the Afghanistan war? Yes. I think the president when somebody has come against us and wants to kill us, then the president has a right for the first I think it's like 30 days, I don't know, 2 months. He can declare something um, to protect us for that long, but then afterwards it has to go to Congress to be voted for, and Congress has the right to declare war. Well, thank you very much for your time. You're welcome. Thank you. The event's starting, and people are starting to move in line and uh, actually go into the stadium, and so I'm standing with uh, somebody that doesn't know why he's here and a friend invited him, which is who I've been looking for for a while now. Um, so what's your name? Uh, my name's Issei. So what's it like to be here? It's, uh, it's a big event. I could see from that, like from the crowd that you could see from here, but I don't know what's going on and I'm just lost. <laughs> Do you know that this is an event based on like, this is like a Christian event? Oh, okay. I didn't know that. <laughs> your friend didn't tell you that. Uh, he's, uh, what do you call him? He gave me the title of it, like a harvest uh, resource event, but... I didn't do much res like research on that, so it's actually called Harvest Crusade. Okay, <laughs> then uh, I don't know. It's like yeah, I didn't do my research, and I just came here because he invited me. What I like about you so much is like you're way overdressed. Yeah, I was like working just like hours ago, so oh. for my job. My where do you, where do you work at? Oh, I work for um, what do you call it, a financial firm. <laughs> well, the question I wanted to ask, but since you don't know why you were here in the first place, was to me like it to religion is a very personal thing, and so to so to be asked like you need saving, come to you know my church, go to this event, and we'll convert you to Jesus Christ seems like it could be taken the wrong way, and so like since you didn't since you didn't have that. Um, since you didn't even know what it was, you didn't couldn't take it the wrong way. Well, the thing was, I was interested in what my friend was into, and uh, he was telling me that I will be blessed. So I was like, you know what? I, I trust my friend, so I, I just gave him a shot. <laughs> yeah, why not? You know, you're yeah. you're being blessed is awesome, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, well, one time I had a friend that brought me into a um, oh, what do you call it? Prepaid legal services meeting where where it's basically a a pyramid scheme. Okay. So sometimes your friends can bring you to bad, bad, bad things. Yeah, I can understand that. But he's not like that person, so I, I know him. So what are you expecting to see in there tonight? Uh, I don't know. Anything could surprise me. <laughs> well, that's cool to go into something not knowing completely what it's about. I always enjoy that. Yeah, I do, I do too. So yeah, I'm looking forward for it. Okay. All right, so have you been to church before, or do you have uh, any? Actually not. Uh, church, 
some people did invite me to some of them, but like uh, I wasn't really a religious person, so yeah, I never went to a. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. I, I actually was in Calvary Chapel's system when I was 14, and I just like a after a while it became too binding for reasons that are pretty obvious. I think if you look at me, um, so so, uh, so so I just like I basically said screw this and I'm out. So I see, I see. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I'll probably like what I see tonight. So. I can't really tell anything about it. <laughs> okay, well, have a great afternoon, and thanks for talking with us. So uh, we're standing here with... Uh, Larry. Hi, Larry. So uh, what are you doing at Harvest Crusade today? Uh, I brought two buses down here for uh, from Harvest uh, Christian Fellowship. We brought about uh, 100 people with us. So you carpooled with buses and came down here? Uh, no, we have charter buses. Oh, charter buses, even nicer. So that's what we did. So did you bring anybody in that church that was, or in the bus that's new to the whole religion thing? I, I really don't know. Uh, I know a lot of the people that were in the bus, but uh, I don't know if there's any that were not saved or I, I don't know. So. We've been talking a lot about being saved or not saved. What do you think, what does not being saved mean to you? Uh, not being saved means that you are, uh, do not know Christ. You have not accepted him in your heart. Uh, and actually do not uh, uh, don't accept him as your lord and savior i think i think like i know of him but i still d reject him and uh, so i think there's that clarification too well uh, if you reject him then uh, there's only one place you're gonna go when you go away so you believe in hell then absolutely do you believe in rapture absolutely do you ever have issues with your faith not really. Um, the only issues I have are uh, not doing what the Lord wants me to do anyway. And then you tr truly do get whacked for it. So uh, one way or another. And uh, so I find it more easy to follow the, 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 the wishes of, of our Lord. How do you know when God's speaking to you other than the Bible? Actually, the Bible is God speaking to you, and uh, let's say you do something wrong. Let's say that uh, you, then you feel guilty or you feel something. That's the Holy Spirit in you convicting you that you did something wrong. Then you have to uh, ask for forgiveness and repent of that. A lot of people would say that Holy Spirit isn't a Holy Spirit at all, rather than it's just um, your conscious. No. It's not your. It's not your conscious. Absolutely not. See, uh, God made us with a free will. That's where your conscience comes from. But the Lord Himself, He said that He would send a Helper when He uh, went up on resurrection. So the Helper came down, uh, which was the Holy Spirit. Uh, you can read about it in Acts, the book of Acts. And uh, it was about 50 days after uh, Christ uh, arose and went to heaven. So when the rapture comes, what does that mean for everybody? If, if well, when the rapture comes, which also means, well, if you wanted to say what the rapture is, the word rapture is not in the Bible. It, it, it is taken up 
is the, is the words in, in Thessalonians. Uh, you get the word rapturus, which is uh, um, Latin, which came from one of the Latin texts uh, for taken up. So that's how we get the word rapture. Now, rapture is that Christ comes down to earth and takes his church up with him back to heaven. And those that are uh, dead will come, dead in Christ will rise out of the ground first. And those that are living will follow right after and will be gone in a blink of an eye. So that fast? That fast or faster. So what event makes the rapture come about? The rapture is the next thing on the event schedule. It's uh, no one knows when it will come about because the Lord said himself, no one will know the time or the hour of which I will come to take my church. So you always have to be ready. If you're not ready, you'll be left behind. So how, how do you become ready for an event like that? You first accept Christ as in your heart as Lord and Savior. And you confess with your heart, you confess with your mouth, believe in your heart that you will be saved. And you will be saved. And that's, and then you, what, what you do is you stay in the word, you study the word, and you preach the gospel, which I'm doing to you right now. I'm teaching you the gospel. Basically, Christ died, Christ was buried, Christ rose again. And when he, he was put on the cross, and when he was on the cross, he suffered all the sins of the world, past, present, and future, yours, mine, his, hers, and took them with him. And all you have to do is ask for forgiveness because whatever good works you do is not good enough. But being covered in the blood of Jesus is. Well, one of the things about the crucifixion I always find fascinating is, is like, um, there's the Holy Land experience in the land of Florida, and then there's the Passion of the Christ. Why do it, does it seem like modern-day Christians like to focus on their uh, crucifixion, where it's almost like a really bad snuff film? The, the crucifixion is where it all starts. You lay your sins at the foot of the cross. He died for you on the cross. He did. A man without sin died for your sin. So how do you see the world today? Is it a sinful place or a lovely place? Or should we be tiptoeing through the tulips? Or how, how do you see the world right now? Well, it, I wouldn't be tiptoeing through the tulips. We are in a fallen world right now. Um, and uh, the signs of the times are we are in the last days. That is my personal belief. And with all the things that are happening right now, that you can see happening in Israel, happening at Russia, happening with all the Muslims, happening with everything of that nature, you're going to find out that everything has been foretold in the Bible. Uh, that's one of the other striking things is um, why it seems like a lot of uh, evangelical Christians right now are afraid of Muslims. Is that, is that your kind of, uh, is that kind of your take on that? No, not afraid of them. Because it's it's all it's all been predicted, uh, but what's going to it's what's going to happen? It's those people that are not familiar with the end times or Revelation or Ezekiel or all or Isaiah, all the all the bi all the verses that describe end times, the second coming of the Lord. Uh, 
one of the best ones is from the words of Jesus himself in Matthew uh, uh, chapter 24. It lays it out right there. Wait, wait, specific events in the United States. Well, he, let's just move on to a question I've been dying to ask of any evangelical. So if Fox News Channel, this is going completely not what I like to do, but it's, it's still a question I'd like to ask. Because it, it like cheerlizes your beliefs and my beliefs to the point where it's just kind of comical, but at the same time, it's still something I would like to ask. Um, if I, you, you're a Fox News viewer, I assume, right? Sometimes. Sometimes. So in the evangelical worldview, like Keith Elberman is like what working for Satan? Uh, I can't make that judgment. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you can't make that judgment. I- I'm not a I'm not a judge. I can't judge people for what they have in their heart. Nobody can. And uh, I mean, I could say that person is such and such, or this person is so and so, but I'd be wrong. I can't tell what's in somebody's heart. And all they can do is tell what their actions are, or the fruit they call it. You know, what are you showing? by your actions of what's in your heart. That, that's all I can do. I can't tell what what some announcer says or this announcer says. You know, I mean, that's his stuff, not mine. So just going off that thread then, like if it, it, all that matters to God is in your heart, what, why can't gay people get married according to the most evangelical preachers? Because God himself stated that he made man, he made woman, and they are to become one. It's kind of hard for a man and a man to make a child, or a woman and a woman to make a child. They can't do it. There's always adoption. Uh, that's not what God had in mind when he first started this whole thing 4,000, 5,000 years ago. Uh, he made man. They didn't have adoption back then when you had two people. That's all they, they didn't have modern dentistry back then either. Yeah. So? <laughs> what's, what's modern dentistry have to do with anything, whether the Lord says that... Uh, oh. Well, we're, we're currently in this time, and there's a lot of people that don't believe in religion doctrine and think that it's a theocracy to do so. Well, religion, religious doctrine, okay, is a total difference than being... Uh, one uh, at one with the Lord and what he wishes now we have a relationship with the with the Lord not with the Roman Catholic Church or the Pope he's he's not God so or 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 the bishops of the I don't think the Pope claims to be God I think he claims to be speaking through God whatever um, you know uh, with, with with the doctrines of church okay organized religion has its flaws and faults. All of them do, whatever it is. But we teach to have a relationship with the Lord one-on-one and be a Bible-studying, and go to a Bible-studying, non-denominational church. Well, thank you for your time, and, uh, and have a good Harvest Crusade. Thank you. You too. And have a safe drive back to home. Thank you. Reporting from Anaheim, this is Heather McCoy. Until we meet again. 